0: Yourself a cold one.
1: Strike them, huh?
0: And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's daddy soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts now. Ross Tucker Football Podcast, 30 minutes or less your daily football fix already posted this morning for you to find out really everything you need to take away from yesterday's action week 14 in the NFL. We'll do the power rankings tomorrow, even money betting podcast. Wednesday and Thursday is the fantasy feast. And then Friday, of course, is a picks Friday. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social. We are at Ross Tucker pod. Twitter and Instagram. You can also, by the way, always check out the show on video, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That's where Emery Hunt first became a star. Football Game Plan on YouTube, at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. And it's time. If you haven't gotten it yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. I already signed up. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2023 draft guide. Because bowl season is also guys turning pro and pre-draft season. We got both these things going on concurrently, Emery. And there's already been, like, some some all-star games and stuff that I know I saw on your social media, F-ball game plan, that you've been a part of.
1: Yeah, I was down at the FCS Bowl in Daytona Beach, Florida, which is, uh you know, the first game out the gate. So you have... um some prospects from FCS D2, D3, NAIA, uh, maybe a Canadian prospect or two. There was no Canadian prospects in this game, but you know, it's the first all-star game, you know, that kind of kicks off this, this scouting season and um, two day event, three day event, you know, two days of practice. And then the game, the game was on Sunday. So I was down there for Friday's practice and Saturday's practice and flew out Saturday night. So great because you saw NFL scouts there, um, CFL scouts, there was a head coaching GM there from the CFL and uh USFL XFL was also there as well as some indoor guys. So, you know, these, these kids out there performing in front of scouts, two days of practice, got two good days of work, played in the game yesterday. And, and, and again, because you want to play first, it allow, it sets you up. So there was a kid out there in Tyler Tate from Millersville university. Um, you know what that is. And, and, and so, He was, I I wrote about him in my Hunt Report article on CBS Sports coming into this week. But when I got out there, I didn't realize how physically he looks the part. He was a monster in those two days of practice. Ended up winning the uh, American Team MVP, a total MVP award. Uh, And he had a a really great game yesterday as well. So if you're able to play first in one of these all-star games, now you put yourself on the radar because scouts will start to circulate your name and say, hey, if you are the Tropical Bowl, if you're the Hula Bowl, or even NFLPA, hey, can you get this guy in this game? We want to see more of him against higher competition. And so that's why I'm always excited for these games. And, and yes, Ross, it was only two of us out there. When I say two of us, I'm talking about two guys within the draft meeting. You would think if all you do all year is cover the draft, you would flock to these events, right? You would just be at this because this is your Super Bowl. This is when you shine. But I digress. I was out there with one of the guy, uh, one of the outlet, just watching practice, taking notes. So now when Taylor, uh Tyler tight uh, take goes off in the game and the scout report pops up and everybody else is like, this guy came out of nowhere. Well, no, he didn't. If you were, you know, there watching um The FCS, but instead of faking like you like the World Cup, I don't see any more soccer tweets, by the way. Faking like you like the World Cup, you'd be out there at these all-star events, you know, watching football.
0: Well, Emery, it's a good thing that they don't go to those because that's what separates you. That's what differentiates you. And that's why you know more prospects than they do and why people should get the draft guide at footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. There's a lot we could talk about before we get into these bowl games. You know, um, the Army-Navy game was awesome. I was there. I actually uh, got Jack tickets, producer Jack tickets. He got to go. We talked about it on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I just, the emotion in that game, Emery. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw a football player at any level be as unbelievably... Inconsolable as the Navy fullback who fumbled at the one-inch line in double OT. Uh, Anton Hall Jr. By the way, had a seventy-five-yard touchdown or something earlier in the game. I was sick for that young man, sick. And then you find out on Sunday that they fire the coach, <sighs> all-time winningest coach at Navy, all-time winningest coach in the Army-Navy game. They ended the year. By beating Temple, losing the Notre Dame thirty five thirty two, They dominated the second half. They beat top 20 ranked UCF. And they only start four seniors. I am really stunned by that one. If you're an academy and you only start four seniors, they are going to be good next year. Whoever they hire, Emery's going to come in there and be like, oh, see, look what he did. No, 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 no. Niamatololo... Went with a youth movement this year and it worked. They played their best ball over the last month and a half, two months, and they would have been picked to be really good going into next year.
1: They would have been ranked going into next year. And we and this is what really bothers me, Ross, because we grew up in an era where coaches like Neomal Tololo was allowed to retire out of place because he was so good. And think about it. Over the course of his tenure, he's had Navy ranked really high, had Navy uh with a, a Heisman Trophy finalist and Keenan <laughs> Reynolds, you know, with an outside shot to win the thing. With hey, they're going to helicopter him from Philly up to Manhattan. You know, if he if he's going to be, you know, if he's going to win the award, and we've seen him beat Notre Dame over the course of his career multiple times, I believe. We've seen them dominate in the AAC and Conference USA or whatnot uh, when when they were there or, or as an independent. Like we've seen him dominate Army. I was at the game when Army finally broke the streak in Baltimore. Um, so was I. That was my first time there. That was matter of fact. That was the Donald Trump year. He was there. Remember that was that was the uh, the, the the 2016. So that was my first Army Navy game. Um, and so yeah, so we've seen him just dominate college football. They've won out of conference. They've won against major um, programs. I expect him to be you know signed really quickly. Cause he is someone that all the you heard every new job that opens up, you always heard about his name. But he was always like, "Oh, I love Navy. I'm here," and he was truth to that until the news was shocking to me. I was like, "Did he retire? Like, what the? What was this? Like, how could you?" Get, that's that's is is almost as egregious as when Nebraska let go of Frank Solich, and I feel like they're still trying to fill that boy yeah. Solich left because Solich had these guys in the top ten still you know, but they wanted to go in a different direction and they still are looking for that match that he had. Like, sometimes you got to let coaches be.
0: Totally agree. Um, Before we dive into these bowl games, Emery, I did want to say we got the FCS semis coming up. FCS playoffs were awesome over the weekend. There's some really good players in these games. Uh, Your boy, the quarterback at Incarnate Word, you're the only person I've heard talking about him he lit up Sac State, so he's in it. They play what? At They play
1: at South Dakota State or North Dakota State? They play North Dakota State.
0: Okay, and then South Dakota State plays Montana State?
1: Yep.
0: Wow, those are some awesome games. I'm looking forward to – you know what's funny? I'll be in Minnesota this weekend because I'm doing Vikings-Colts. I'm right there. I'm right near, You're there, about near to the think. Dakotas and Montanas. I'll be watching the crap out of those FCS games. The left tackle and fullback for North Dakota State are studs. Tight end for South Dakota State. I'll put some names to it. Hunter Lupke, the fullback for North Dakota State. Cody Malk, the left tackle for North Dakota State. Tucker Craft, is it? The tight end, Mm -hmm. I think, for South Dakota State. The quarterback, what's his name? Lindsey. Lindsey Scott. Lindsey Scott. There
1: are some legit NFL players playing in these games this weekend. And a trip part about like everyone will say the de facto national championship game is Montana State South Dakota State because those two are the best teams right now. North Dakota State here's the problem for North Dakota State, and this is where it it'll come into play. They're a very good dominant football team, but here's the problem they face now against a team like Incarnate Word. We saw what they did last weekend in the rain in in Sacramento. Now you put that team that doesn't care about defense. Indoors on turf, it's going to be a track meet once again. So, I hope North Dakota State is able to, to replicate you know the offense that they'll see from the other side because it doesn't. And Carnival plays like how you know you, you see certain teams in the FBS play, like they play like uh UTSA, where it doesn't matter if you get up by 21 points, they know they can come back, you know what I'm saying? And so, they all are always going to keep the pressure on South uh, Sacramento State was the number two team consistently all throughout the season, undefeated. And, yeah, you could make a case that maybe Troy Taylor had already had eyes on Stanford, whatever. You still want to – I mean, G.J. Kenny has already accepted the job at Texas State, and he's still there on the sideline rotting this thing through. Um, North Dakota State might be on upset alert, Ross, because it's a situation where conditions – and um, the team that they're facing, Lindsey Scott has scored over 60 touchdowns uh, this year, passing and running, over 50-something passing touchdowns, and I think over 10 uh, rushing touchdowns. He is instant offense. And I'm already hearing talk from folks talking about, you know, well, he's only going to be 5'9", maybe 5'9 and a half, whatever, y'all. Like, people forget he was a four-star prospect that signed and was on LSU's team. He was a Gatorade Player of the Year in Louisiana. We know how great the the high school football is in that state. And to be a four-star prospect quarterback to sign and be on LSU squad tells you to do uh, legit has Power 5 games. So it'll be fun to watch uh, that game against North Dakota. So you might as well drive over to the Fargo. You're only, what, an hour and a half away, two hours away?
0: That's a good point.
1: Oh, I've always wanted
0: to go to the Fargo Dome. It's a great I don't get in. That game's Friday night, isn't it? I won't get in until
1: too late. Gosh. I've been I've been I've been to the Fargo Dome. It was in 2016. Montana played North Dakota State and bro, I was shocked to find out that that stadium um is only like 12 to 13,000 I believe cuz when yeah, I yeah, but there, they pack it and it's intimidating and wow, loud. Wow, it is it sound like I was in the Metro Dome, the old Metro Dome. I was like, "Damn, this is only like what?" And it's cool because They tailgate like I had some great food out there pregame. The people were nice. They fed me. Um, They tailgate outside. They go in, pack the stadium. Halftime, they exit. Go tailgate outside again. and come right back in um, right after halftime and pack it again. It's, It's a wild environment. It's awesome.
0: A lot of Labatt blue light up there. That's what they drink in Fargo. There's no better way to watch the Bison or your team than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold labat blue light in your hand stock up be the mvp of your tailgate share a labat on game day with your crew always enjoy responsibly beer labat usa buffalo new york another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We head to the bowls, Emery, and the first one, Miami, Ohio. I didn't even realize they qualified for a bowl. They're They're getting 11 points against UAB. On Friday, I don't even know the name of the bowl. Um, doesn't matter. UAB's playing Miami in the first bowl Friday.
1: Right. And here's the thing: UAB, we know about the run game, and we know about um how well they run the football with the Wayne McBride. Um he I is think, good. He is a legit good back, man. And I think he's a junior, but man, he's someone that that actually can, you know, he got a he got a pro style. He got a real he reminds me a lot of Kevin Smith that used to run at um UCF who's now I think a running backs coach either there or uh, in the league you know he was with the Detroit Lions but Kevin Smith was was fantastic same running style to me and McBride brace tackles has you know good speed to really you know be a chunk playmaker um may not be the 90 yard burner but he's definitely someone that could kind of like James Robinson someone that can rip off those those med- medium chunk plays and get to the end zone and I think that's the guy to watch and on defense John Saunders Jr., the corner, um, kind of like Rasul Douglas, a tall corner, it's like 6'2, 200. good off ball skills, has a, a very, you know, smooth um side shuffle technique to where he can then drive on the football, able to punch the ball out, shows a good ability to, you know, to 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 rake the ball from a def- from a receiver, um, uses his length rather well to close you know space and, and bat the ball away. He's another junior. That I'm excited to see in this game. You know, it's good to talk about these, these type of – these group of five teams in these bowl games because we know their stars are actually going to be out there playing and having you know, declared and dropped out of the bowl game. So, selfishly, I'm enjoying the watch. I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to watch this game. All right. So, UAB's lane 11. Yes. Lane what are you doing, You Just like you, you were shocked that Miami of Ohio got in this game. They're facing probably – uh, one of the worst matchups because this team of UAB is strong at the point of attack. They'll be able to run the football. They'll cover this, this point spread in my opinion. So I like them minus 11.
0: Uh, I kind of agree. I don't like laying 11 like that. And I do think Chuck Martin, the coach for Miami's a really good coach, but that's rough, man. I mean, UAB, although UAB they haven't even named the coach yet, right? Because oh, Trent Dilfer. Oh, that's right, that's right, Trent Dilfer. Gosh, that's right. It's going to be Trent Dilfer. That that makes it a little more interesting to me. That whole dynamic. All right, what about the Sun Belt champs in Troy against the Conference USA champs, UTSA? UTSA, UTSA is the underdog. They're getting a point. That surprises me. Well, because, who do you like in this game? Who are the prospects?
1: Well, we we'll be talking about uh, Frank Harris again next year because he's decided to come back and take the seventh year uh, play at a position. But for UTSA, uh, Zachary Franklin. What I like about Franklin is the fact that he has that that arrogance that you like at the position. Like I'm better than you, and I can prove it. Like is this a such? It's such a smooth cockiness, like. Oh, you're you're like he he's so calm in the approach when the ball is coming his way. You see the DB fighting for you know in, in in crisis mode, fighting to try to get back into play, trying to make the making sure he doesn't fall over his feet. And Franklin's just kind of smooth. Like oh, let me pluck this out the air, stiff arm you in the face, and trot to the end zone. Like he's just constantly making those plays. He's he he reminds me a lot of. I don't. He's got that George Pickens arrogance at the position, which is phenomenal. Um. But on the other side, uh, Stidham, the, I'm going to get his first name right here. Austin Stidham, the lineman. Now we've seen him play on both sides for Troy. Uh, I think he's best on the right side. I like him in the run game. Um, you know, in, in pass pro, he kind of is, is a little bit susceptible to guys that got length and, and power. Um, but in terms of in the run game, he's able to get out there on quickly on the, on the defensive lineman. He's able to, you know, make contact, get him out the space, clear lane for the run game. And that's on both sides. Um, his aggressive power step is, is in, in pass pro for, for the quick game is, is strong. So I feel like he's someone that, that gives them a chance against that pass rush that they're going to see from uh, UTSA. Now, the reason why um, this is going to be a fantastic game, Ross, right out of the gate, because it's going to be a lot of points. We already know UTSA's defense is non existent. You know, they got good players over there, but they don't play a lick of defense. They just want to get the offense back out there as quickly as possible. And Troy. Can score so what's that over and under in this game? 54 and a half, pretty high number. Over it's not a high number, Ross. A high number is what we see with Incarnate Word when the number is always in the 70s, and you still take the over with Incarnate Word. They they scored what 130 points last week against uh Saks 8 combined. This game will probably be a 50 53 type game. I'm taking the over, that's the best play. Here more so than a point spread because you can't trust either defense that's why it's a, a single point point spread but the over they're big because people think bowl game guys are sitting out or frank harris is coming back signed a new contract extension to come back and then you look at troy's giving up all kind of points take the over here this game will be in the 70s easily is he really coming back yeah he can't he, he announced like, i'm like and I was all ready to say like this is a dark horse sleeper in the draft and how he just easy efficient and he puts out you know how they put out the long tweet that nobody reads just trying to see am I declared am I transferring you know is i coming back like just get to the point highlight the point yeah he said he's coming back I'm like damn
0: this is years getting some nil money or something there they say he's the mayor of San Antonio I think he wants to. Start his uh start a family, start the kids while he's (laughs) while he's in college (laughs) for free, you know. All right, so um I am curious about your thoughts. We're talking about a wild game, just real quick. The Wasabi Fenway bowl, Cincinnati against Louisville, and Satterfield just left Louisville to go to Cincinnati.
1: I mean, what are the odds of that? It's a pick'em too. Well, here's the thing, too, Ross. First of all, this bowl game is actually happening because the last two years, I think it was COVID killed one year. And I don't think they had enough teams that were bowl eligible or whatever happened that they killed it the year before. So we're finally getting this game out there. But this is a funny game because of that dynamic of the coaching dynamic. Malik Cunningham has said he's declaring for the NFL, so he's not going to play in this game, which adds another dynamic. And it's going to be cold. Bro, nobody wants to play no late no late December game cold as hell out there in Fenway in a football uh, in a baseball stadium. This game going to be sloppy as heck, man. I would take the under uh because you have all kinds of things going on. Uh more it's hard to say who's going to win the game when you don't know who's motivated. Both teams are southern teams. Cincinnati kind of that northern southern team cuz they're right there on the you could you know you a John Elway passed away from Louisville anyway when you're in Cincinnati. So, and Cincinnati used to the cold, but, bro, nobody wants to play in this doggone bowl game in Boston when it's cold out there and your coach on the other side and your quarterback is not playing on the other side. It's like, stay away from this game you, uh, from a pick standpoint, but I would definitely take the under. Whatever. If the under was seven points, I'm taking the under, Ross. They should just play the game at uh, the Bengals Stadium. <laughs> right. I mean, just right
0: there. Save on travel, you know what they I'm saying? Can both drive there. I mean, it's crazy. All right. What about um, SMU against BYU is an interesting game, and that is called the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque Saturday night.
1: In terms of the spread, uh, SMU is laying a point and a half. I'm taking BYU in the points. First of all, BYU seems – this was the breakout game from the Zach Wilson – debut you know when he broke out as a prospect in the new mexico bowl and we've seen BYU play play greatness this. this is a byu bowl game this this is their bowl game they always seem to play in this new mexico bowl um but the reason why i like them against the spread is because of their defensive line this is a point of attack point of attack game ross and you know this um their o-line d-line is dominant their o-line d-line should be the reason why they win this ball game but tanner mordecai is another draft prospect um I feel like he's been there forever or been in college football forever. Same with Jaron Hall, who has been there since uh, Zach Wilson, you know, predated Zach Wilson, I believe is, you know, but both quarterbacks are veteran guys. So he should get great quarterback play because both guys have played a lot of ball. Both guys are going on to the pro game. And I think Hall hasn't fully declared, but I think he's going to go. Um, he's someone that's a, one of those day two type guys that can end up playing really well as a pro. Mordecai has, I thought thrived in his passing offense. He has good velocity, maybe not the strongest arm, but definitely does a good job of maximizing what he has in terms of you know painting the the the, the inside corner to use a baseball reference when on these in-breaking routes. And I think he does that well. He will have to do that against his defense because that offensive lineup SMU will have some problems with this grown big defensive front of BYU. So I'm looking forward to seeing how both quarterbacks come out and play. So this game, being it early. Is going to be the best quarterback matchup of the Bowl of the early state of bowl games. What about Washington
0: State and Fresno State? They're matching up against each other in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stiffle. I don't even know what these things are. It's at SoFi Stadium. That's pretty sweet for these kids.
1: Uh, who, are you lo- who are you watching in Fresno, Washington State? We, first of all, we need to get, uh, you know, college draft. Podcast Bowl presented by labat Blue, labat Blue, and DraftKings. Hey man, we just put it out there. We roll the ball out there. It's time for y'all. That game. would
0: be amazing.
1: You know what I'm saying? Let's make it happen, Ross. Tell your people. Call my people. We call their people. And we get the bowl game done. Um, so I think we only need about a good five hundred thousand to. Uh, but they got that. I mean, DraftKings runs promotions all the time. You know what I'm saying? So they got that. So we could have a bowl game and we could do this show as the broadcast. But for Washington State, I do like the linebacker Deion Henley. Um, senior bowl guy, good athleticism, good sideline to sideline. I remember Washington State being one of these places where you can find, you know, athletic linebackers. Remember Mark Fields, um, that played for yeah. the Saints and the Panthers, really good at he was kind of one of the first hybrid guys that like man, he's not the old school 6'4, 245. He's one of these speedy guys that gets from point A to point B. That's Henley. And we always talk about Jake Hannon, but he just makes so so much of a difference for this offense, uh being back there, good accuracies, going to the senior bowl. I like his arm strength. I think he's um, on that from what we've seen so far from Brock Purdy, from what we've seen from a Taylor Heineke, I think he could be that guy. He could be, you know, kind of that borderline starter in the NFL. And I think he has a bright future. So I'm excited to see him close out his career because he's actually declared and is going to the senior bowl uh, here in this game uh, against Washington State. And I I felt, you know, just to to not to just change things up, I didn't want to, also talk about Cam Ward again, because obviously I could talk about Cam Ward all the time, uh, but he's also in this game. So forget what I said about a great quarterback match between Hall and, and Mordecai. It's going to be Cam Ward and Hainer uh, going toe to toe. So we got two great quarterback games uh, coming up. Fresno's favored by three points. What do you think? They should. I like Fresno in this game. Th- this is a different ball club. We saw this in the Mountain West Championship game against Boise State because Hayner was a starter. Hainer didn't play in that first matchup with Boise State won. Hainer is back. Different team with him under center. Lay these points with Fresno State. Wow. That would be a nice win for them. What about
0: the Celebration Bowl? Uh, it's kind of under the radar, but it's going to be the Cricket Celebration Bowl at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is cool. Jackson State against NC Central, North Carolina Central.
1: I've went, I've gone to the first three celebration bowls at Mercedes-Benz stadium. Uh, you know, I went to the first one with Tariq Cohen had 300 yards, uh, 298 yards rushing and a punt return. He was nuts in that game. Uh, went to the second one, went to the third one. And then it started becoming the North Carolina anti-invitational because they were just plowing through, getting to the game. I said, I must sit, sit back. But this one definitely means something because you got coach Primes last game. Uh, before he goes off full time to Colorado, you have North Carolina Central that beat the brakes off New Hampshire earlier in the year. Um, they have a really good coach and Trey Oliver, who's been phenomenal. He's a former uh, North Carolina Central, you know, ball player there, so he's came came back coach to alma mater. They had a good quarterback and Davius Richard. I watched him progress. I actually was on a broadcast for his first start against Morgan State a couple of years ago you know and watched him just progress like man this dude really has game and you you like to see that progression for him you know now and and that gives them a chance they're 16 point underdogs in this game so richards is the guy to to watch because he's a he's a dual threat he's more of a pocket passer than anything and you're gonna have to be able to stand in there and make throws against this jackson state defense because if you're not if you can't it'll be tough for you all day on jackson state side they have two receivers Pope has been out for a while, but he's someone that transferred in from Miami. Um, good returner. He may or may not play in this game, but Shane Hooks is the, is the pro prospect as well. He's, I think, going to the Shrine Bowl. Uh, big physical wide receiver, 6'4", 210 pounds. You've probably seen the viral clip of him making the one-hand grab, jumping up and getting flipped over in the process while holding on to the football. That's him. That's the type of plays he makes for Shador Sanders at quarterback. Who also is trying to make an impact before he goes to Colorado and step up in competition. So this would be a fascinating game. I'm gonna lay the point with Jackson State. 16, 15 and a half. 15. It was 17 at one point. Now it's down to 15 and a half. So that's even better because Jackson State will get out to a big lead. They tend to get bored in these games. Central will come storming back, then Jackson State will wake up and put their foot on the game. So I'm looking at, you know, somewhere around 41, 23 type ball game. So that's what I see in the Celebration Bowl. should be a great way for Dion to cap off a perfect 13-0 season. Check him out
0: on social media at FBallGamePlan and go to footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. Remember, if you follow at Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok this week, you got a great chance to be the spread the word winner via social media. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out.